Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. You get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com. You get three magazines mailed to you before they hit newsstands, including our legendary summer edition. And you get a year of access to Dave Campbell's Texan Live, our streaming service where you can watch thousands of live Texas high school events, including hundreds of live Texas high school football games. It's all part of a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscription. Get your today at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get on up with Dark and Bold from Community Coffee. Look for it at your local grocery or communitycoffee.com. Football season can get a little hectic from grabbing snacks for the tailgate to fueling your kids for practice. Experience drone delivery with Wing. Get fast, safe, and eco-friendly delivery in 30 minutes or less. Now in select neighborhoods in Dallas-Fort Worth. To see if Wing has landed in your neighborhood, visit wing.com slash Texas football. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days, and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high-quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment or medications if you don't have insurance. Really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. Visit BeWellTexas.org. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by BCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit vcrnow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football a Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or just the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local, mediocre, internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She's the Duchess of the Dorks. She's Miss 305. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi, friends. Happy Tuesday. Two's ways. Two's ways. Two's uh, ways. indeed. Today is... One week until Turkey Gathering Day. <laughs> Tuesday, November 14th, <laughs> 2023. It is eight days. Nine days. Nine days until Thanksgiving. Let's not <laughs> get ahead of ourselves. Nine days. Single digits, folks. Single digits. Nine days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to... Well... Oh, happy birthday to Yanni. Yanni is 69 years old today. Nice. Uh, Yanni, of course, the new age keyboardist. Happy birthday, Yanni. It's episode 1,000, uh, 1,000, what is it? 
693. 693. Hit the nail on the head. Cash it. Oh, my. Cash it. No, that was cringy. Uh, on today's show, folks, uh, we've got a big old show. We're going to be joined here in just a moment by Mike Craven, our senior college football writer here at Dave Campbell's Tech Football. Talk a little bit about uh, the Jimbo Fisher uh, experience and what went wrong and now or where they go from of. here and where they go from here. So we'll talk with Mike Craven coming here in just a moment. Then we're going to talk with Craig White, the Texas High School Hall of Famer. Twice. Joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Talk a little high school football around the Lone Star State. We'll talk about that. And then back half of the show, it's the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week as gathered by the Dave Campbell's Texan Live staff. So make sure you stay tuned for that. It's a party. It's a party. It's a... It's always a party. Max has a book that he reads. It's mm-hmm. a um, P- it's a Pete the Cat book. Okay. And it's called like the perfect pizza party, and Ooh. everybody puts something with P on the on the pizza, and so it ends up being like a papaya pretzel popcorn pickle. I've had pickle pizza before. Something pizza. So. I I don't. I'm all about pineapple on pizza. I know that's super controversial, but I don't think I could get behind papaya. On Papa, pizza. No. I'm not a huge papaya fan in general. No. It's it's, it's a very acquired let taste. Let me stop with let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. It's a silly book. That's about crazy. a talking cat who's friends with like other cats and like a platypus. It's a lot going on there. The I don't want to accuse anybody of anything, but the author I think it's a I think it's a husband wife author of that. And they they've turned this into like a whole thing. I think there I think that if I were to guess where they stand on the legalization of controlled substances, I think I know where they would fall. Nice. Enough about that. One thing to do before we get to Mike Craven, our senior college football writer, um another his first four through the door. His first four through the door. Do we have first four through the door? We do. It was Andrew Christensen, Ed McElroy, jersey number 69, and a Joey Hill. I'll fight the good fight for you, fellas. Thanks, guys. Because someone just forgets about you. I don't Not forget. Me, a- though. Yeah, I do forget about him. That's true. That's fair. Sometimes I just feel like I'm just doing the show. But it's because you were so excited to talk about your mom. I was just so excited because it's another week of the NFL in the books. And so who better to get our recap from than our chief... NFL insider, my mom. Hi, this is Tep Mom reporting the NFL moment for this week. I'm highlighting Chris Boswell, kicker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had three field goals as they defeated the Green Bay Packers 23-19. He uh, graduated from Keller Fossil Ridge and attended Bryce. He was an undrafted free agent that was signed by the Houston Texans and also spent some time with the New York Giants. That's it for this week. Hope your favorite team wins. Thanks, Mom. She rocks. Chief NFL correspondent, my mom. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. Uh, Let's talk a little college football here with our senior college football writer here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, uh, a man who's uh, been uh, been chasing down this Jimbo Fisher story for the past three days. We're joined by Mike Craven. Mike, have you have you rested at all? Yeah, oh yeah. I don't I don't sleep much anyway, so I'm doing all right. Uh, I I want to know first and foremost your I know you've you've obviously been covering A and M for for quite a while. You know this program pretty well. Um, 
and and we were had always been getting mixed mixed messages out of College Station as far as the future for Jimbo Fisher. When the news kind of broke for the first time on early Sunday morning, I'm I'm curious like what your initial reaction was. I was proud of Texas A&M mm. to be honest with you. Um, you know, from what I had heard, it was it was a matter of, of when, not if, if they were going to wait till after the season. Um, they were talking about the money situation, but I, I don't think the money was ever as big of a factor as it sounds like, because when you see $76 million, it seems like a lot of money because we're all poor. Uh, but to those people, um, it's just not that much money. They really only had to come up with about $20 million. SMU came up with a hundred million dollars in a week, you know, a couple months ago. So it can be done at these high levels. Um, as soon as they had lost to Ole Miss and they weren't going to get to nine wins, they weren't going to compete uh, for an SEC West title. Uh, the writing was on the wall, and it was just a matter of kind of how Texas A&M was going to do this more about more so than if they were going to do it. So then let's talk about the timing of it, because there are two more games to play, and really three. They are bowl eligible now. There's three more games to play. They should beat Abilene Christian, and then they'll be underdogs against LSU. Seven and five feels like the most likely uh, scenario heading into their bowl game. Uh, I guess my question would be, why now? Why uh, here heading into a game against Abilene Christian uh, instead of uh, waiting till the end of the year or waiting till the end of the regular season? Why why now uh, with the decision to fire Jimbo Fisher? It's roster management. You know, the early signing period has changed college football in a way that I'm not sure we completely grasped when it was when it was announced and when it was introduced. You know, like. You cannot wait until December to hire a coach anymore and have six weeks to keep that class together or add some guys or bring some guys that were recruited to you or committed to you at the previous spot. If you hire somebody in mid-December, 90% of the best athletes in high school football are, are gone. And that's not that's before we even talk about the transfer portal and trying to keep your team together and giving yourself time to recruit those guys in the portal before the January semester starts. And so to me, it's all about recruiting and roster management and not having 2024 be a lost year we saw this with joey mcguire at texas tech when they fired matt wells and some of that as well is you don't want the coach to get hot and make the decision harder mm. uh if, if a&m wins out which they absolutely could lsu's a beatable team this year if a&m wins out with jimbo fisher there and they're eight and four and they've won three straight and they're playing good football all of a sudden it gets a little bit muddier so you can go ahead and do that going into a, a game against abilene christian where you're not going to need a lot of concentration, right? Like having a distracted week of practice probably isn't going to cost you against ACU if you're A&M. Uh, so it's probably the right time to do it when you look at the the early signing period, the transfer portal, and who their opponent is on Saturday. Talking to Mike Craven, our senior college football writer here on Dave, uh, Texas Football Today. Can involve the conversation at hashtag TF Today. Uh, all right. So when we look back, when the book on Jimbo Fisher, Texas A&M coach is written, uh, and it'll be quite a book, uh, but when it's written, uh, what do you think is going to be ultimately the undoing? I mean, it's easy to say he didn't win enough, which is true. But I'm interested in in just the why. Why do you think um, the Jimbo Fisher experiment, um, I mean, failed? There's, there's no other way to put it. There was there was a goal they didn't meet, they didn't reach it. Why did the Jimbo Fisher experiment fail? I think he's just a coach that the game passed him by. I mean, football moves really really fast these days, and and he was great at Florida State. And when he had top quarterbacks, he, he was awesome. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's 10, 15 years later, the portal, the transfer, you know, the NIL, all that kind of stuff. I, I just think offensively, he wasn't the same coach. He used to scheme his way to victories when he was in his prime. 
He was a great offensive coordinator, a great play caller at Florida State. Uh, but if you listen to a lot of those Florida State media people and some of the fans there, they weren't that hurt that he was leaving. And that's usually, you know, a big sign. And so I just think his prime is behind him. He did great with talent acquisition, uh, but the scheme, especially offensively, just wasn't enough to then take them to that Georgia, Alabama level, LSU level. And that's what they're paying for. Like when you're paying somebody that much money, when you're paying the roster mm-hmm. as much money as AM is, you want to be Alabama and Georgia. AM was more Mississippi State, right? Arkansas during his tenure, a lot of times, other than the pandemic year. And that simply just can't happen. Mike Craven, our senior college football writer. So now the question turns to the future. Uh, and there's uh, the, the, you've got a list up on TexasFootball.com of, of candidates that you, you think would be the, 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 the best fits here uh, as far as Mike Elko is concerned at, at Duke, uh, Dan Lanning at Oregon, Jeff Trailer. I'm interested, you know, they're all saying the right things. They're all saying, oh, you know, I'm happy here. Just being not linked to that job means that we're winning big here, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, we all know that's lip service, and that, and that if somebody backs up a Brinks truck, that that that, that these guys are going to go. Uh, I don't want to ask you, you know, to to make a prediction, but who do you think is is most likely to be the head coach at at A and M next, and and what do you think the timeline looks like for a hire? Yeah, I mean, I'm happy at Dave Campbell's. If somebody wants to give me a million dollars, I'm probably going to listen. Right, you know? uh, and and that's that's kind of where all these coaches are. Uh, I, I think my if Jeff Trailer gets an interview, it's going to be hard to not let him be the head coach of Texas A&M, right? He seems uh, like a perfect fit to be the A&M coach. Ross Bjork, at his press conference on Sunday, talked about trying to find their R.C. Slocum, somebody that will be there for a while, somebody who will be a culture fit and build this thing out. I mean, just being around Trailer and being in this state and knowing high school football, like that sounds exactly like him. I, I don't know if I trust the A&M brass and big money donors to do that. I, I think the ones who are really into college football understand what Jeff Trailer is and what he would bring. I'm not sure all of them would. You know, they would just see him as the UTSA coach. Um, so maybe he's a stop away from doing that. If I had to put money on it, I think I would go Mike Elko uh, because of his connections at AM. The fact that he's hireable right now, I think that makes him a better fit than Dan Lanning just because of the timing. Like Lanning's in a college football playoff chase. All the reasons I said earlier of firing a coach early go out the window if you can't hire a guy until after after the national championship game i think they're wanting to keep this roster together because they know it could be good in 2024 um and so mike elko with his experience at a&m with his roots with a lot of the guys on the roster he would keep some of the staff he would he would he would keep the roster more intact than i think any of the other guys would and so for that reason, I think Mike Elko is probably the the best odds right now. Well, and, and you've got a piece, another piece up on TexasFootball.com. You've, you've basically taken over the entire site uh, about this 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 topic and with the the upcoming coach carousel uh, where, uh, you know, Jimbo figures there's one opening right now. There's 13 FBS coaches in, in the state of Texas. There's one opening now. Uh you believe on you write on texasfootball.com you think there could be as many as seven programs that enter 2024 with a new head coach yeah i could get eight if houston opens wow. up i mean i i think the the coaches on the high i mean a&m's already opened up uh, i think rice could open if they don't get to six wins i think utep will open after the season 
know, obviously we got to watch what's happening at, at Baylor with Dave Aranda, even though I don't think they want to fire Aranda. They want him to give them a reason uh, to keep him. And then, of course, Houston could get weird. If they end up 4-8, and eight, who knows uh, what the Cougars do. They've been a little combustible uh, with their head coaches over the last decade or so. So who knows there? So that's four or five potential firings. And then you got to look at the, the jobs that may open. You know, like Sonny Dykes took the TCU job a few years ago, and that opened up SMU. The same thing could happen. I mean, Jeff Trailer is in for a few jobs. Like, I, he's going to be a name that's floated with a bunch of jobs uh, for what he's done in San Antonio. I think Rhett Lashley is building himself uh, into a candidate that has potential, especially in the SEC. He played at Arkansas. He was at Auburn. He's been an offensive coordinator uh, in that conference. And then, you know, it's hard to ignore what G.J. Kinney is doing at Texas State. Um, he's proven that he'll leave a place after one year if he if the opportunity is right. He did it after Incarnate Word. He did it as an, as an assistant coach four or five times before getting into Incarnate Word. So if like UTSA was open, I'd imagine they called Kenny. Uh, if SMU opened, I'd imagine they called Kenny. And so I think there is a way where we get to five or six, you know, seven, eight openings uh, this year and an unprecedented amount of turnover in the state of Texas. He's Mike Craven. He's our senior college football writer. You can hear him on Republic of Football. You can hear him on Eyes on Texas. You can hear him on Aggie Warpod. You can hear him basically everywhere. Uh, and, and see his fine work on TexasFootball.com. Mike, appreciate your time, my friend, and uh, go get some sleep. Absolutely. Everybody can blame you for that amount of Mike Craven access. That's so exactly you, right. You can take that. In, entirely my fault. Ishmael, no, Ishmael Johnson gets some, gets some blame there, too. Okay. Okay. Cool. Bye, Mike. There he goes. Later. Mike Craven, senior college football writer here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, talking some coaching carousel across the state of Texas with the first spin coming from College Station with uh, Jimbo Fisher's firing. I think I agree with you. I think I agree with him. I think Mike Elko is probably makes the most sense. Like, it's the most... It probably ticks the most boxes. Well, it's also like a... I don't think my mic is... Yeah, your mic's not on. Test, 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 there test, test. There we there go. go. Uh, I also think that a portion of that too is just the fact of like, there's been so much uncertainty around the program forever. There now is like one tangible thing of, hey, that guy was successful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a familiar face. Yeah, it's it'll be it'll be interesting to see. We will of course keep you posted every step of the way at TexasFootball.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, let's talk a little high school football playoffs with the Hall of Famer Craig Way. But first, let's hear about these valued goods and services. I feel like busted loose. Hi, I'm Jennifer Potter, Executive Director of Be Well Texas. Too many people are struggling alone these days and alcohol and drug deaths are increasing. We started Be Well Texas to offer high quality, science-based addiction treatment and recovery services anywhere, even at home. We provide compassionate, caring support virtually or in person. In many cases, there is no cost for treatment if you don't have insurance, really. Welcome to Be Well Texas. We're glad you're here. 
Wing is the largest residential drone delivery provider in the world, delivering to your home in less than 30 minutes. Order using an app just like other popular delivery services, and Wing's automated drone takes care of the rest. It's fast, safe, and sustainable, and it's now delivering to parts of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas. You can learn more at wing.com slash Texas football. Again, that's wing.com slash Texas football. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 855- Go VCR now. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855 Go VCR now. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. The first round of the Texas High School football playoffs has come and gone. We are now through to the area round of the playoffs. Here to talk about it is the Hall of Fame. Texas High School Hall of Famer, and you can see him on High School Scoreboard Live on Valley Sports Southwest, and hear him on AM 1300 The Zone on his eponymous radio show. It's our friend Craig Way. Mr. Way, how are you? I'm lovely. I'm just I'm just doing great, and here we go charging in round two, and I don't know about you, I, I thought that round one was largely to Hoyle, according to Hoyle, for those uh, uh, who know the whole world of bridge. Uh, but but we did we had an eye-opener or two and no bigger eyebrow raiser than the game we had uh, last Friday with Lake Travis Vandegrift. But I thought, by and large, things uh, things went it came off without any huge, gigantic shocks. I, I do want to close the book on the game that we, we called on, on Friday night, y- you and I and Austin Ivan, on the call for uh, Lake Travis's thrilling 13-10 win over Vandegrift. I, I think that there's—I go back and forth that on one hand, Vandegrift was unbeaten, fourth-ranked in the state. You know, Lake Travis was, uh, you know, 8-2, and two, had two losses on the year. They had big quarterback questions. But on the other hand, you look at just, I would say, the, the broader history of these two programs, and that would— not signify an upset how do you how do you qualify and and maybe describe that uh what we saw on friday night as far as upset not upset surprise not surprise i guess maybe the reason why it would be looked at as an upset other than the obvious the state rankings and the unbeaten thing is because vandegrift had made the run to the state final a year ago. The program has been on nothing but an upward trend of the last five to six years. So it seemed like the next logical step was to at the very least get back to the state final and maybe have another shot, maybe have another shot at the team that vanquished them last year, DeSoto, who knows? Um, Maybe that's the 
only reason why. But I think to a larger point that you're kind of making here, and I've lived down in this area long, and of course I lived in the Metroplex almost as long as I've lived in, in the Austin area, but now I've lived down there just a little longer in the Austin area than in North Central Texas. And all the years that I was covering it and broadcasting it from up in North Central Texas, the sentiment always seemed to be uh, regions one, two, and three were always bangers, and you might have some uncertain things. You get to region four, and for many years, there was only one team. It was Westlake, and then, oh, by the way, we'll see what happens with others. Then that, that dynamic changed once Lake Travis moved into the state's largest classification. So then it was two teams. I mean, they'd even gotten to calling third week of the third round of the playoffs a valley week when the two the two big bullies would go down and route you know some team from the rio grande valley and then and then clean up a san antonio team you know it was converse judson once they kind of fell off a little bit it belonged to those two so maybe it sticks in people's minds when in reality there are there are other contenders both in d1 and d2 in region four it's just it's so easy for us to gravitate back to those and say oh yeah well what's like oh yeah well and listen you know there's there's good teams out there obviously san antonio reagan uh is poised to give Westlake a buy i mean there's there's good teams out there in region four still to go it's just it's pretty easy for us to revert back to those two and say oh yeah well they were supposed to win in round one uh, so then I will let's you, you mentioned it was a relatively chalky uh, first first round of the playoffs and I, I think I would agree I think it had the, the, the right amount of chaos overall um, but which of these results would you say surprised you the most would it be Little River Academy's win over Hitchcock uh, would it be uh, Cedar Hill uh, beating uh, Pflugerville Weiss 62 to nothing in in a, a relative stunner or would it be hmm or would it be deer park uh being down only 14-7 to north shore at halftime of that game north shore ended up pulling away for a victory but certainly things got dicey in the first half for for the mustangs which of those uh, results surprised you the most well, I don't think it would be Deer Park North Shore because we've seen that in round one for whatever reason with some favored teams where the slog was a little difficult early, getting into a postseason mindset, getting things going, and then they, you know, and then they kind of dusted it off and and uh, and when what's what's the phrase you like to use? Played with their food. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they they you know they got got beyond that. Um, the 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 white Cedar Hill thing surprised me only in the complete totality of the blowout. Uh, our friend Jerry Forrest, his, his all-knowing computer, had Cedar Hill winning, but only by one skinny point, and he was only off by 61, like we all were. You know, I don't think anybody expected that. I, I, I'm sure nobody expected that, but uh, you know, I know Weiss had wobbled a bit down the stretch, but to lose like that, uh, you know, that that was a stunner. And then, uh, you know, so I would have to say it's probably those bees, mm-hmm. uh, Little River Academy beating Hitchcock. And I know, I know Hitchcock had some banged up players. I know that. Uh, but uh, Academy, you know, they come out of that that tough-minded lower classification super syntax where you get some you get some really physically and mentally tough teams. So maybe we shouldn't be shocked by it, but but definitely surprised. 
Talking Craig Way, the Texas High School Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. All right, Craig, uh, the, the meanest thing we do to each other each week is to ask you to pick one game to go to, and, and, and that's what I'm going to do here. I'll give you three options. You can either go to the star on Saturday for South Oak Cliff and Melissa, or you can go to... Oh, where's that game? Let me make sure I get this right. Uh, or you can go to Happy State Bank Stadium in Canyon on Friday for New Home and Sunray. Or you can go to... Oh, see, it's easier when I... They have the home team. Or you can go to Seguin at Matador Stadium, 7.30 p.m. Friday night as unbeaten San Antonio Reagan takes on unbeaten Austin Westlake. Which of those three games are you teleporting to? Well, I'm probably going to say uh, Melissa South Oak Cliff because I've been looking forward to that game. Um, but all the other ones that you mentioned are are, are all very good contests. Uh, if I remember correctly, uh, and you correct me if I'm wrong on this, uh, yeah, I'm, I can kind of cheat on this a little bit because isn't the happy Sunray or, or I mean the, the game uh, in happy mm-hmm. uh, isn't that part of a double header there that is so part- I could like actually yeah I yeah. could actually like cheat and see two games I could see mm-hmm. I could see those skyrockets of Wellington against Morton and then and then see new home and Sunray yeah you can yeah that, that would that, that'd be good and, and let me also throw this in there too you know that the choice would be South Oak Cliff Melissa I'll say that but look, but but you know that's a great way to double up and I'll tell you another thing too uh, you've got uh, uh, in 4a you've got a uh, big matchup and uh, this is one that I kind of like as well in fact there's there's a couple in 4a that are that are very very close together also now they're not in the same stadium uh, but Burnett's playing Port Lavaca, Calhoun, and Bastrop, and and that's on Friday night. And if for whatever reason that didn't work for you, and uh, it was it was not going well, you could go uh, like 15 minutes down the road to Smithville because there's another big matchup. I was looking it up. I, I know I saw it. There's another one. Uh, in Smithville on Friday, and hey, you could get there for the second half of that one if you missed out. If the first half didn't work out for you for uh, uh, Burnett and uh, Port Lavaca Calhoun, although I think that's going to be a good ball game, I really do. Uh, so there's a couple. That's the great thing about this time of year, you know. Uh, how many people have you known over the years who have done or would like to do or plan to do kind of like I just laid out? You go to one game and then you zip over another. I did in 1985. I, I started the day at noon with Odessa Permian and Houston Yates. Mm-hmm. Then I zipped over for an afternoon game. That was the 5A title game in in uh, in '85. Zipped over to Eamon Carter Stadium to see Sweetwater shock Tom Ball in the 4A game that afternoon, and then zipped back over to HEB Pennington Field that night to see Electra win the two a state championship that i i got three in one day you know and it's and it's uh and it's doable for for a couple in a day outside of of course when we're all at jerry world watching three per day for four days you're a value shopper most certainly uh craig way the Texas ball hall of famer one last question for you craig um this weekend you will not unfortunately be joining us on the desk on high school scoreboard live I th- are they going to make you uh make you uh, the video chat in 
Uh, no one has said anything to me about it yet, but I'm okay with it if it needs to be. I, I'm certainly from the hotel in Ankeny, Iowa, uh, can can do it absolutely. You'll be you'll be unavailable because you will be up in Ames getting ready for Texas and Iowa State for uh, the final time for the foreseeable future. And my question to you is, will you miss going to Ames, Iowa? Um. Hickory Park would be cute. Uh, <laughs> yes, that it. That it. He's, uh, there's, there's, not, not too much. Not too much beyond that. The Ankeny Diner is okay. Yeah, that's about it. That's 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 about all I'll miss. He's Craig Way. He's the Texas High School Bowl Hall of Famer. Uh, you can hear him on the Craig Way Show 2 to 4 p.m. on AM 1300 The Zone. You can see him usually on High School Scoreboard Live, but he'll be back next week, and you can hear him on the call of Texas and Iowa State this weekend on your radio. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend. Safe travels. Enjoy round and week number two, my friend. I promise I will. There he goes. Craig Way, the Texas High School Bowl Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Uh, and yeah, he's he he won't be joining us on scoreboard. Just just Aaron and I on scoreboard this week. So it is, I would say a third a third worse. But like, let's be real, it's probably like a lot worse. A lot worse. Not because of Aaron. Correct. No, she's doing her part. Yes, she's doing her part. Let's be real. So anyway, we appreciate his time as always. We are at Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Coming up here in just a moment, the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week. But first, let's find out who's taking home the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with Ozarka, is proud to honor one team from each classification with the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. The teams selected throughout the course of this program have exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Congratulations to this week's recipients of the Ozarka Fueled by Nature Team of the Week Award. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. My mic on? Yep. Back here on Texas Football today, one last thing to do today, Pickle, and that's to roll out the Dave Campbell's Texan Life Top 10 Plays of the Week for the Bi-District Round of the Texas High School Football Playoffs. There's so many of them. We had like 7 million games on Texan Live. Yes. And so, as a result, we have winnowed them down to 10 plays. Not an easy task. Not an easy task. Trevor Bullard. Let's see what Trevor Bullard came up with. It's at Trevor Bullard on Twitter or something like that. I think so. Something like that. Complain to him. Here's Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week. And they're in a play action with Bailey on first down. Bailey taking a shot. It is caught. Dion DeBlanc. Oh, what a touchdown for Dion DeBlanc. Rodriguez in motion. Young keeps it. Look out. Wyatt Young keeps the football. He's inside the 10. Touchdown, Tompkins. Unbelievable! Seven. Meyer. Pressure. Steps up. And somehow gets away. End zone. Oh, touchdown, Wakeland. How on earth did Brennan Meyer get away from that? Quick throw. Caught. 
And rumbling and spinning gets out of the tackle. How about this for Lamont Robbins down the sideline? Lamont Robbins needs a block. Robbins in for his second touchdown of the afternoon. And Heights going up by two score. Half. Yeah, 11-21 in the third quarter. He's just joining us, 14-7. Deep kick. They'll be taking that to six. We'll flip it. Gibbles will flip it. That looks Uh-oh. like there's an edge. We got a little seam. Cutting back across the field. That's Patrick. He's got blockers. He may go all the way. And he will. 20, 10, 5. What an answer. Touchdown time. As he goes 90 yards. One score game. Isaac Mooring, deep ball. Man is there. Underthrown. Contact. Catch is made. Touchdown, Hurricanes. Maxwell Hendrick, his fifth touchdown of the season. The shotgun. Gives up. He fumbles a handoff, and he's still trying to come up with it. He does pick up the loose ball. Leads it down the field. Unbelievable. This is a big play for Iantanius Williams. The 20, the 10, and South Grand Prairie will get a touchdown out of that. Here. Great trend. Moves ahead. Throws it. Ansley. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown! Touchdown! Tomball Memorial! Wow! These goal-to-go situations. Can they get one more stop? And win it here. Here we go. Powering, pushing! No! No, he stopped short! He stopped short! And Pearland wins in overtime number five! They're headed on to take a task Casita in round number two. What a game! Mooring fakes it. Rod, no, he doesn't. Rodgers keeps it. They walk it off. Rogers moves into the, end zone. the Klein Kane Hurricanes pull off a thriller. 50 to 49, your final score. And they are. There it is. Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week. You can find that on YouTube. And of course, you can watch dozens of of live Texas high school football playoff games this weekend. Plus, like, you guys got volleyball? Uh, state volleyball is this week, but it's not on Texan Life. No, never mind. Uh, we did last weekend. But basketball's getting going. I basketball know that. Basketball is getting going. Basketball's getting going. Uh, yeah, keep it. Keep an eye on the Texan Live uh, social page. Well, I guess we can kind of transition that into final thoughts. Here's final uh, thoughts. <laughs> keep an eye on the Texan Live social media. I think we've got a really big announcement coming out either later today or tomorrow morning about some uh, fun and exciting times in the basketball world. So keep an eye because... It's going to be a party this weekend on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Craig Way reports via text, Holland versus Shiner was the game in Smithville I was trying to remember. <laughs> He's a completionist, okay? Yes, if nothing else. He's thorough. It's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to our Mike Craven and the Hall of Famer, Craig Way, for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.